Nice. All right. Good deal. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I did. I did crack up when Honeycutt was like, I'm not going to do it, but I think y'all should do it to keep the <laughs> consistency of recording. I thought, okay, dude, get out of here. What a joke. Oh, man. It is funny that, you know, we did this for the 15 people who will listen to some part of it. So I know. Hey. That's what I was like. I mean, I don't think we need to do this, but y'all were like, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I, like, I didn't, okay. I really didn't want to miss. And honestly, if you would have been like, nah, let's not do it, I probably would have. I would, I was really considering doing it by myself. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> just, just talk you through everything myself. So, um, anyway, but yeah. All right. Good, I got to go stuff. do dishes. All right. See you, dude. Later, bro. Howdy people everywhere, what's up? It is Liquide, along with my co-host, John Lassie. What's up, John? What's up, Will? Feeling good. <clears throat> and this is the Forging Lifelong Friendships Fantasy Football League podcast, or as our former host, RIP, Matthew Honeycutt says, FL, FFL podcast. <laughs> so here we go. This is episode 10 following week nine of our fantasy football season. John, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Why don't you give us an update on uh, where Honeycutt is and uh, his his whereabouts and maybe how he's feeling? I actually don't know. See, the best ability is availability. And mm-hmm. Honeycutt, for whatever reason, is unavailable tonight. So we had to uh, pick up a slack. You know what they say, next man up. Uh, and you never know. Sometimes starters lose their spots when they get hurt. So... That's right. Next man up, or as um, one of my favorite ESPN fantasy analysts, Mike Clay says, the cream rises. Mm, that's good. That's good. <clears throat> but no, I think Honeycutt is legit in Disney, uh, fawning over Cinderella's castle. Honeycutt's a big Disney guy. He's been to Disney twice in the last two years, if I'm not mistaken. So big Disney yeah, he... family. They love the princesses. Um, he can't wait to to go every year. Yeah, I think that I think they have been quite often so yeah he's a big big disney guy for sure when's the last time you went to disney by the way Um, i have been i went in ninth grade on a on a gt field trip oh nice so you went to you went to a private school no it was a public school wow that's great um yeah arkansas we do it right yeah louisiana does not (laughs) and then madison and i went to uh universal in february of 2019 universal or disney universal oh it's in, so much for, in orlando it's so much yeah. better well we just went to we we actually went on a cruise with some friends and then we uh, ported out of orlando so when we came back we stayed an extra day and went to harry the both harry potter worlds dude we so i went to disney once when i was in fifth grade over mardi gras that's the that's the um that's a life hack there. Go over Mardi Gras because you're off school and no one else is. So yeah. that's what we did in Louisiana. For- and it was great when I was 10. But I thought, you know, even then I thought they don't have very many cool rides. And then uh, Lauren and I went to Universal. By the way, go to Universal without kids. It's the best. Stay on yeah. property. Get unlimited fast passes. It's amazing. Uh, and then we went to Epcot for a day and we were like, Epcot stinks. So I have not been back to like Magic Kingdom or any of those places, but anyways, yeah, 
that's we spent way too much time on Disney. No one cares <laughs> about Disney except for Honeycutt. Honeycutt enjoyed Disney. Um, you know, some people aren't willing to do what it takes to make the podcast great, but it seems like you and I are, John. So, anyways, yeah, it's true. Uh, any pod stats for us? Yeah, so we have 159 plays all time, 50, 15 estimated audience, and 15 naked listeners. So, estimated audience is down again, but we are up one from last week on our unique listeners. So, come on, people. That's great. I think that's probably the better stat anyway, if I had to guess. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And don't forget, people, you can, uh, our, our listeners, our faithful listeners and, and new listeners, you can follow us on the Instagram and Twitter at FLFFFL underscore pod. DM us a question. We don't have any mailbag questions for this episode, um, so we'll cut that segment out this time. But um, we'd love to answer your questions about any any subject. We would love to talk about it for a few minutes and give you a shout out. So send us a question, uh, slide into our DMs, or send us an email at flffl.pod at gmail.com. Sweet. All right. Well, let's move into the pod. Uh, one quick takeaway from week nine. You got one? Why don't you go first? Because mine kind of feeds off of yours a little bit. Yeah. So I what I just noticed is, and this tends to always happen, this is the part of the season where you got teams on by, but you still think, okay, I've got a guys who might be able to replace them. But it turns out that's not the case. Bad week for a lot of teams. Five teams scored less than 100 points, and several more barely got over 100. Myself included, I got 104. The team I played, Gangsta's Paradise, got 110. So just not a really good uh, time for teams to not perform. In my case, I had several guys who did not perform as I hoped or expected they would. I needed a win this week. I did not get a win, and it's a terrible time for that to happen. And it seemed like for a lot of teams who needed a win, especially this week, a lot of the three and five teams that we talked about last week lost again this past week. So the playoff scenario hasn't really changed because the teams that are down in the standings keep losing, it seems like. So they're not getting the performances that they need. Right, with the exception of my team, because I yep. got a win this week. Yep, so, you were the one of the three and five yeah. teams, I believe, that got a win this week. So yeah, um, and even the two and uh, six team, uh, Birdman, they also got a, they also lost. So none yeah. of the bottom half really won except for you. Yeah, just I'm just looking at. So I'm in I'm in a different league as well with some college friends, and it's a ten team league. So you'd expect the scores to be higher. Um, anyway, but I'm just looking at again, what, how they've panned out and they were not that great either last week. So, um, just kind of crazy how that, that must've kind of been a fantasy wide thing. So, uh, on along those same veins, what I noticed is there's a few guys, um, at within that made the top five this for week nine at each position that you normally would not see there. So for quarterbacks, Matt Ryan was quarterback or finished quarterback three in week nine and Josh Johnson was quarterback four. Obviously those two guys you never see in the top five. Um, Matt Ryan, James, not since like 2018, you know? Right. Right. Um, right. Which is just crazy. I mean, he had, he had a really good week. Um, James Conner finished has running back one. He put up a 40 burger against whoever they played. I don't, I don't remember. And part of that's because Chase Edmonds got hurt, but San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and then Joe Mixon, we've talked about a lot on the podcast, who was running back four. He's not normally a top. Um, Elijah Moore and Devontae Smith, two rookies, I believe, uh, were wide receiver one and two this week, um, which is just crazy to see. And then tight ends, two guys in the top five, Pat Fryermuth and Cole Komet. 
and we'll talk about Pat Fryermuth a little bit later, but uh, those two tight ends finished in the top five. It's just kind of crazy, along kind of what you're saying. Bad team, bad scoring for a lot of teams this week in our league, and I'm seemingly maybe across fantasy. And I think that had a lot to do with a lot of these guys are in free agency um, that finished in the top five yeah. this week. So, speaking of Fryermuth, he's come along recently, which I'm sure you're well aware, but he's been a decent tight end option for teams last couple of yeah we'll uh we'll talk about him a little bit it's interesting just to, I'll, I'll talk about his first five games versus the last three that he's he's played so yeah cool okay well we'll move on to the top four i'll run through these really quickly um quarterback brady stafford jackson hurts josh allen drops out of the top four what would josh allen's final fantasy total this week uh, couldn't have been good right yeah, yeah, so I'm looking at the scoreboard. He had less than 9.2 points. I don't know how many he had, but he had less than 9.2. Pretty bad. Um, running back, Derrick Henry. Nine. He one. had nine points. Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, running back, Derrick Henry, still at number one. Jonathan Taylor having a very, very nice kind of middle of the season so far. He's been phenomenal the last couple weeks at running back two. Austin Eckler, three. Najee Harris, four. DeAndre Swift dropped out of the top four. Wide receiver Cooper Cup is still dominating. Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, no changes in that top four. And then tight end Kelsey, Andrews, Gasicki, and Hawkinson. Uh, Gasicki and Hawkins, which places, other than that, it's the same. Yeah. Pretty standard. It looks like these top four are kind of rounding out to be, yeah. you know, be yeah. nice. So, yeah, I, well, think- I was about to say, we're not going to talk about it very much because there haven't really been any changes. And like, Najee Harris replacing DeAndre Swift. That's the least surprising thing in maybe the history of fantasy football, given how Najee Harris has played. Yeah, and I do think that Henry gets dethroned this week. Um, Taylor is only like seven points behind him, six and a half, and Austin Eckler is could actually catch him. He's like 33 points behind him. So, But, I mean, there's conceivable Henry could stay in the top four for another two more weeks, three more weeks. How many yeah, see. is Najee? Najee yeah. is at one one sixty one. Henry's at one ninety eight point one. So it had take a pretty good. And then Camara uh, is at one sixty. So it take pretty okay. stellar weeks from them, like forty point forty point weeks, if possible, but probably not likely. Yeah. So. Um, and then yeah, other than that, about the same. Jalen Hurts was back to his, uh, what good playing ways this week. So that was good to see for. Um, Gangsters. Yeah. Although he didn't get his 20.4. Well, yeah, he didn't get it right, but still not not terrible. But um, you know, hopefully he he turns things around and keeps up his 20 point rank, uh 20 point streak. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move on. Unless Honeycut, do you have anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, one quick one question actually on, cool. on the tight ends here. So you know, we've talked about Travis Kelsey. I think even earlier in the in the season, we talked about you know, is it is it is there an argument to be made to take him number one overall? And I, I don't know. I mean, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but he has not been as dominant as he. I mean, he's obviously still tied in one, but he's not been as dominant as he normally is. You know, I, um, I agree. I don't have any mathematical analysis to back that up, but I agree with you. But I mean, we know the Chiefs' offense has not been very good the last couple of weeks, especially yeah. so. I think that's probably mostly a byproduct of Patrick Mahomes not playing super well, or at least like the Patrick Mahomes we've been used to. Um, right. But I mean, he's still tied in number one. What's the gap between him and Andrews? Do you know? Yeah, it's uh, he's at one forty six. Andrews is at one twenty two. So still pretty. I mean, twenty twenty two twenty four point gap. 
I mean, that's that's still pretty large. That's basically like yeah. a week, maybe even two weeks of performance that Kelsey's that's had. That's true, yeah. So, um, by the way, speaking of tight ends, where's Kyle Pitts ranked? Do you know? He is sixth. He's sixth. So I read this week that he's on pace to have the best rookie season of any tight end ever from a wow. yardage standpoint. He's on okay. pace to bake Mike Ditka's record for yards for a tight end. He's on pace for 1,160 yards this season, which is pretty That's, incredible. Yeah, he has 546 so far. So Yeah. <clears throat> so he's on pace for 1,100, a little over, and that would break the record, which is – I mean, that's pretty impressive, and that's probably exactly in line with what most people thought he would do as a rookie and a viable, at the very least, rookie of year candidate for fantasy football. Obviously, Najee Harris is more valuable being a running back, and he just scored more points. But I think relative to their position, Pitts has done really, really well. Right. Well, and Jamar Chase is it has got to be at That's the top of that too. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. My bad, Jamar. Forgot about you for that one second because he's been yeah. amazing, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll do. We'll jump to top performers next. Uh, I I have two. James Conner. He killed me. If James Conner scores thirty points instead of forty points, I win this week. Instead, James Conner scored forty points. Just had an unreal game. Uh, he caught passes. He scored, I think, three touchdowns. Ran the ball really well. Not a whole lot you can add to that. And Jonathan Taylor, kind of what I talked about a few minutes ago, he's been very, very good of late. In fact, his last few games, he's got <clears> – let's <throat> let's read since week four, okay? Since week four. 21.4, 32.9, 29.8, 19.7, 21.2 and 35. That's crazy. An incredible run. He did score less than 20 once, but it was only 19. So it's not bad. And then, you know, the only reason he's not maybe even fighting for running back one with Derrick Henry is he had a week of 6.3 and 8.2 in weeks two and three. But since week three, the guy's been unstoppable. He's been amazing. So yeah, he's been just a beast. I trade, I had him in my other league and I traded him after week three. For whom? Do you remember? Uh, Chris Carson and some other guys. I mean, like it was it was mostly around um, Taylor and Carson. He was my yeah. RB2, and I th- thought Carson would have, you know. Anyway, bad bad trade. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. You know, it happens. And yeah. then the other one, James Conner. Let me just read his stat line real fast because I didn't read that. <clears throat> In week nine, he had 21 carries for 96 yards, two touchdowns. Five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. I think he had like a 45-yard touchdown reception. I mean, he just had an amazing game. It was it was quite the uh, quite the day for James Conner, who, by the way, has been good. He got 12, 14, and 40 the last three weeks. And then the weeks, the four weeks for that, 18.3, 20.6, 10.7, and 8.1, which for someone, James Conner, who was drafted in the ninth round, that's actually pretty good production. So he's yeah. He's giving Gangsta's nice value being drafted that low. Yeah, and I think slowly he's kind of taken a little bit more of the Arizona backfield, you know, Agreed. From, from Chase Edmonds. And it'll be interesting to see if they lean hev- heavily on him or if they if they kind of um, like the mix that, you know, the, the workload he's gotten and if they think that's why he's been able to stay healthy and produce for them. So we'll see what, what you know, they come what comes of it with Chase Edmonds being out for a little bit. But yeah. All right, Lassie, you got some tough yeah. performance for us? 
So yeah, my uh, I have two top performers here. Pat Fryermuth, um, he I, I picked him up <clears throat> off of uh, waivers, and mostly when I look for tight ends to stream, I look at, at just opportunity that they have. So I'm looking at targets mostly. But Pat had uh, five receptions on six targets for 43 yards and two touchdowns. Obviously, the touchdowns boosted him a lot, but he had 21.3 fantasy points and finished as tight end one. And get this, in his first five games, he averaged 2.2 receptions for 20 yards and only had one touchdown in those five games. Uh, and then last three games, he averaged 5.33 receptions um, uh, and for 48 yards and has three touchdowns in those three games. So um, the last three games, he's had a huge uptick in targets and receptions um, and looks like he's he's filling in a nice little role there in Pittsburgh, especially because our guy Big Ben can't throw more than 10 yards down the field yeah <laughs> so, um but he he's a big target for them in in the red zone especially uh, obviously scoring twice this week and um anyway so excited to see how he continues to progress and honestly for my team he has a shot at continuing to be my starting tight end over kind of been disappointing um the weeks that he hasn't been on covid uh yeah. So, and then uh, the other guy, I, I just want to mention this guy, league winner, Justin Fields, <clears throat> um, had a pretty nice game. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he finished quarterback 10, 17 and a half fantasy points, uh, 291 yards, a, t- a touchdown and an interception and 45 rushing yards. But did you get, did you watch that game at all? No, I actually didn't watch a second of this. Game. Okay. So I watched just the first half before, <clears throat> before going to bed. And, um, and I will, I'll, I have to say like, there were some some moments of the game when Justin Fields just looked legit. And I mean like Pat Mahomes peak, Kyler peak style of play. Like he there was I mean a couple of times he like he would roll out of the pocket and just threw a freaking rope to his receiver. It was incredible. But then he quickly followed those up with these really dumb bad throws or bad plays. So he still has a long way to go. Um, but it's just encouraging that he is showing these flashes of greatness. I wonder if he can really start to multiply those. Uh, and question I had for him what, or, you know, f- about him for you uh, and for you too, Honeycutt, if you want to chime in whenever you want to contribute to this podcast would be great. Um, do you think Justin Fields next season could be a top 10 quarterback, meaning he should be a starter on in a 12 team league? Your question is could, and could. I think the answer to that is definitely could be. Um, he is extremely talented. Like there's a, there are a few quarterbacks in the league that have the talent he has. I'm thinking guys like Mahomes, Kyler, Lamar, um, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. But that might be it because like even Jalen Hurts, I think Justin Fields better with his arm than Jalen Hurts is, or at least. Mm-hmm is more talented. Let's put it that way. Is more talented with his arm than Jalen Hurts yeah. is. Um, so, yeah, I think he definitely could. He's Now, on the leg side, I don't think he's as dynamic as, say, Kyler Lamar or a um, Jalen Hurts, but I think he's kind of a nice blend of, you know, he's really dynamic with his feet but can throw. Maybe like Russell Wilson early in his career where he maybe ran a little bit more. So, yeah, I think he definitely could have that potential. Um I think next what, year, if he can remove some of these mistakes or these kind of rookie, because I have watched him play a couple times this season, he just makes some very rookie moves. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he can kind of eliminate those, I think he can really be a 
at the very least, a very viable fantasy option for quarterback. Because, like, you think about the quarterbacks in the league, I'd probably prefer someone like him over Derek Carr or Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill or, you know, even maybe yeah. like a Matt Stafford. Not this year, Matt Stafford probably. But, you know, right. if Matt Stafford from Beckler's Jordan Lions, Jared Goff, whatever, there's plenty of quarterbacks. You would probably take someone like Justin Fields over in fantasy. Yeah. So I got, I got lawyered on that question. Um, you're yes, right. You he did. could be, you did. What if I changed it? Do you think he will be a top 10 quarterback next season? I'll put it this way. I think he's probably more likely a top 12 quarterback next season. So still okay. a starter in a 12 team league, but I do, you do think about the quarterbacks who are probably going to be ahead of him, right? You got guys like Kyler Murray, Maybe someone like even Deshaun Watson if he comes back, but then you got the usual suspects, right? Tom Brady, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, Pat Mahomes, and that's seven right there, right? And then before even, and you got guys like Matt Stafford who's playing really well this year. Who you think, okay, this guy might legit be a yeah. really good quarterback in this Los Angeles Rams offense. Um, I mean, then you still have like Dak and J- Jalen Hurts, and, exactly. Who yeah. have who have been proven fantasy commodities. So, like, but once you get past those, like nine, I think is what we listed. I think then you're kind of getting into the guys who are, you know, they're the guys like I mentioned earlier, Derek Carr's and Joe Burrows and Tua's, right. and you know, these guys who I think are really good NFL quarterbacks and who are probably guys I would take over Justin Fields if this were real football not fantasy football but from a fantasy perspective i think justin fields provides more value yeah no i agree with that yeah so probably not top 10 but just outside if i had to guess yeah so well and chicago needs to get some more weapons for him i mean like alan robinson has been terrible david montgomery isn't a nice running back for sure and but they don't i mean outside of David Montgomery, I don't know who else they really have. All right, let me ask you this. If you were drafting a quarterback that's a rookie this season to start for your team next season, would you draft Mac Jones or would you draft Justin Fields? For And, and I'm constructing this team. Yeah, like, just for next season. Like you have the option between those two. I probably am taking Justin Fields because of his rushing ability. I think so too, but let me just pull up Mac Jones's fantasy numbers here because i am curious what they've been he's been pretty good if i'm not mistaken see mac jones's ceiling to me is more like a kirk cousins yeah i think you're right about that justin field's ceiling is like kyler i mean like he could be he could be could be as good as kyler you know what i mean yeah i'm looking at mac jones's numbers and while the patriots have been winning his numbers have not been that great he did have a Couple nice games in there, but generally, yeah. I wouldn't Isn't know. he like averaging fifteen or something? I think I mean, so. It's like not impressive, yeah. Thirteen actually, so yeah, definitely not impressive. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's in like. There's the, a reason why no one has him on their team, right? And I just jumped the gun like an idiot. So, anyways, right. yeah, no one picks Mac Jones over Justin Fields. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I don't think so. Cool. I don't think so. All right, well, we will move in to the power rankings. Uh, They haven't changed a lot because, like I said, the losers keep losing and the winners keep winning. But we do have a few changes, so we'll go through these pretty quickly. Chubby Gurley's another solid win, third most in points for. 
They continue to produce. There's not really a whole lot more to say. Uh, Cooks, they squeaked by with a win this week, thanks to Jonathan Taylor and Lamar Jackson. Uh, wants to trade Mike Williams because he's pretty inconsistent, which we kind of talked about that earlier, but he has been pretty much bust almost exclusively recently. Uh, third highest score this week was his kicker, and he still won. Ugh, that's tough. That's tough. Not for him. He won, but he played, I believe, the chubby uh, – or. Um, no keepers, and that was a struggle. Uh, third, Run DMC. These top three have not changed. Uh, Run DMC, the last two weeks. Most points for, I believe, this week and second most last week. So maybe this team is kind of rounding into form at just the right time. They're a second half of the season team. And he shot from 11th in points for just a couple weeks ago. He's now fourth in points for. Yeah. Now, we That's talked about jump. how we, it is a huge jump. That we did talk about how several teams had bad weeks, and I still think there are plenty of teams that are better than this one. But, 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 this team has solidified itself as a team that you do not want to face in the first round of the playoffs. I yeah. think that's safe to say. Uh, assuming they can continue this level of production, they have improved significantly. So, way to go, Run DMC and the manager of Run DMC. Here are your props. Uh, number four, up two from last week, Big Easy. Uh, another win, even though it was an ugly one. It was an ugly one. But the record dictates he should be in the top four because he's got a 99% chance of making the playoffs. He's almost assuredly in. <clears throat> so we're going to go with the Big Easy at four. Number five is Gangsters. Look, this team should have lost this past week. They had both their starting running backs out. But actually, that's probably a blessing because James Conner saved this team. Yeah, As I didn't. mentioned, he's been good, but he had a 40 points. <clears throat> and that was really all this team needed. Now, if you look at the rest of this team this week, it was just not very good. Let me get, get to that real quick because it's almost astonishing. They had Travis Kelsey with 17, Jalen Hurts with less than his average at 16. And then after that, you're looking at players like <clears> – <throat> Ty Johnson with 12, Emmanuel Sanders with 10, Kadarius Tony 1.7, Cowboys D, 0, Greg Zerline, 0, Marcus Callaway had 11.5. So really, no one over 20, you're thinking this team's toast, but then you have James Conner with 40. So say this yeah. team, they needed that win. Um, they should have started the Patriots D. They got 19 points, by the way, which is crazy. Hmm. Next, we have uh, no keepers. Bad week this week. Couldn't hit 80, and they have a tough matchup in week 10 against Cooks, and they are sitting squarely at three and six, if I'm not mistaken. So they need yeah, a win. Yeah. They need to get out of that three and six group where there's still five teams. Um, it's a packed group right there. So <clears throat> number seven, run CMC. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's back. They made a big trade this week. We'll talk about that. Um, so they are about as solid as you could possibly get in a fantasy football season at running back. Uh, <clears throat> tight end, we talked about Firemuth. He's been solid. Hopefully he can continue that production, but I don't really see any reason why he wouldn't be able to. Uh, quarterback, they did take a step back dealing Kyler Murray, but we'll kind of evaluate that trade, that aspect of the trade in a second. And wide receiver, I don't think Jerry Judy's an answer at wide receiver too. So they may want to try and make one small move, but all in all, this team is set up for success. We've talked about how a few people can win you leagues several times so far this season. And Najee Harris and Christian McCaffrey as a running back duo, that's pretty darn stout. Um, eight, we have the Millennium Falcons. 
uh, a team with seemingly no holes, assuming Saquon Barkley comes back and plays anything like Devontae Booker has been playing, but for whatever reason, uh, they can't quite put it together. Um, they just can't quite get it together. They are failing at that. Bummer. Number nine, Matty Ice. Back-to-back weeks not hitting 100 uh, with a particularly <laughs> bad week this week. They need some wins, too. They're also sitting at three and six. Uh, really not as talented as the team above them in the power rankings, but really having Russell Russell Wilson back I think could definitely help. He is another one of those few really special talents that can take you to the playoffs at the very least and really possibly do some damage once you're there. Uh, Funky Town Fellas at number 10. They play the Willingham Falcons this week. And I think this is the only matchup between the three and six teams. This really is going to be a defining matchup. And it'll be interesting to see who can assert themselves as a playoff contender with a win this week. I'll talk about who we're picking in a second, but I think it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup. Uh, Number 11, Daddy Kyle, last in points four. Just not a good team, but they're still sitting at three and six and stranger things have happened than a team like Daddy Kyle making the playoffs. So who knows? Maybe they make playoffs. Anybody can win in one week in fantasy. So we'll see what happens there. And Bird, eh, I don't know, two and seven, not out of it. They still have a 20% chance of making the playoffs according to ESPN 21. In fact, ahead of Funky Town Fellas, uh, but they're just, they can't get a win. They need a win. So um, there's the power no. rankings. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say Birdman has the highest points against. Yeah, he has been particularly unlucky this season from what I've seen. You know, anytime you're the highest in points against, you're just, it's tough sledding. And he has not been able to produce on those weeks when teams have not scored as well. Um, But, you know, sometimes I think there have been a few teams that are really good teams that they just can't quite get wins. I think you look at the roster talent. And you think this team should be way better than they are. Uh, and they're just, there's yeah. not. So, and I think Bird's one of them. So real quick, Birdman specifically against your schedule. I mean, he, he really doesn't have, you know, I, he doesn't get that much better against very many people's schedules. Against your schedule, he would be three and six. Matty Ice, he's four and five. Run DMC, Daddy Kyle, he's four and five. No keepers, he'd be six and three. Uh, against my schedule, he'd be three and six. Funky Town five and four. Chubby five and four. Gangsters three and six. Cooks six and three. Big Easy five and four. So, so how so how many winning records is that though? Is that four or five winning records? He has one, two, three, four, five winning records. Yeah. Yeah. So from two and seven to a winning record, that's that's yeah. a pretty. That's true. That's a good I mean, jump. That's, that's a that's a pretty big jump. So yeah, I think. You know, and we've we've talked about this team. They have some really nice pieces, Darren Waller being one of them. But, um, you know, sometimes you just, you just get unlucky, and that's how yeah. it crumbles in fantasy football. But like, take take your team for for example would have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight winning records, and that's true. And I'm only one game ahead of Bird, so you know, that's, yeah, that's fair. But um, still, I think five five winning records kind of to your point indicates that while this team is probably below average, because I think average would probably be six winning records, right? Um, they're still had some bad luck because if they had any, if they had several other team schedules, they'd have a winning record, which is pretty. Yeah. Pretty, that's, that's a lot. 
So yeah, it's true. So one other question for you: What? And I'm not I'm not uh, trying to be a honeycut nitpicker here, but what in particular designates no keepers over CMC to you? <clears throat> That's a good question. Let me pull up my notes. So. Yeah, right now they're sitting at about 80 points for more. Now run CMC, obviously, as Christian McCaffrey coming back or back now. Um, so that will make a difference. But for now, no keepers has been a better team. Now they had an awful week this past week. But they went through a stretch there last probably five weeks where they scored a ton in, what, four of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been on a pretty hot tear. And one of their losses in the last few weeks was to me when Hollywood Brown and – Mark Andrews scored like 80 points on Monday Night Football. So, um, and they scored 190, I think, one week too. They've been a very good team. There's yeah. not there's not a ton difference between those teams, especially, and we've talked about this a ton with CMC. Once Christian McCaffrey gets back, they're going to be better. And adding Najee Harris, they've only improved even more. Um, but until they start stringing together a few wins, they did get one to break what the four game winning streak, the four game losing streak. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if they can string together some wins, they could jump over keepers for sure. Yeah. So cool. Great question. Or just, uh, just had that question for you. Um, I, I think they're fair power rankings, so not, not trying to nitpick, but just had it. just was curious. Yeah. You want to talk right. this, uh, this big three team trade? Yeah. So let me kind of explain what happened here. Um, basically you and I were talking about doing a deal for I wanted Kyler Murray uh you wanted Najee Harris essentially that's that was the deal um Mm -hmm. but it started you wanted Javante Williams first and it evolved into okay I'll give you Javante Williams and Najee Harris if we can make this a little bit more interesting now originally yeah yeah, originally I wanted to give you Saquon and you would not budge um and I thought I would not make this deal I would not trade Najee Harris Javante Williams and Derek Carr, or really just the, the Najee Harris and Javante Williams was the original deal for Kyler Murray and really Corderell Patterson was who it was going to be. I, was, I did not think I would do that deal because Najee is so valuable because he's so consistent. He he has not and will not get you 40, it seems, but he's going to get you 20 every single game and you can yeah. basically take it to the bank. And to me, that's extremely valuable. I value that more than I do the 40-point 10 point swings. You know what I mean? Cause right. I want to know what I can get. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> wouldn't budge on Saquon. So we started talking about Najee and I thought, okay, if I can get Kyler Murray and Cordero Patterson for Najee Harris and Javante Williams, which is essentially what it was. I said, this might work, but I don't want to have Cordero Patterson. I don't trust him. Even though I have no reason not to trust him. He's been amazing. And he was great for me this week, by the way. Um, but I thought I need to get I need to figure out if there's someone who would take Cordero Patterson from me <clears throat> so I can improve my running back position generally. And I talked to Matt Lance. He was willing to trade Aaron Jones essentially for Cordero Patterson. Now I threw in Devontae Parker, who went on IR. That's unlucky. But he still got T. Higgins, who's a really good yeah. player and improves his wide receiver position. So I don't think he's getting you know shafted here. For Michael Gallup, who's on IR, Aaron Jones, and Darnus Johnson, who has no value once that Cleveland running back room is healthy. But essentially, from my perspective, I was trading Najee Harris 
for Kyler Murray and Aaron Jones. And that would be my – that was the only impact it had on my starting lineup. And I thought, for me, it's worth it. I'm three and five at the time. Um, I need some wins. I need to improve my team. I think Kyler Murray and Aaron Jones are both kind of the 40-10 guys, like I talked about. Maybe less so with Kyler, but Aaron Jones definitely seems to be like a 40 or a 10 guy. And I think I need more of those 40s just so I can get some wins. The 20s that Najee were getting me, although incredibly valuable and amazing, were not getting me the wins that I needed. So it essentially was a three-team trade. I did not agree to the first one until we had come to an agreement on the second one. Um, and it worked out. Were you you were wanting though to get that process that second trade process before the the game, so it ended up not working out? Or, did, or I was okay I was not it? I was okay with it not getting processed. I wanted to get get it agreed to and like approved in the system, right? So that it would go through after. I didn't necessarily need for it to go through that day or before, gotcha. but I definitely wanted to get it approved. And the reason being was <clears throat> I knew I wasn't going to start T Higgins or Devontae Parker. They're just not going to crack my lineup because my three wide receivers I think are eh, yeah. generally better. Um, and I thought without Aaron Rodgers, how's this Green Bay offense going to be? Hint, they were terrible. So I thought I don't necessarily need Aaron Jones this week um, if Kyler Murray was out. So like all those things factored in, I was like, I don't need this to go through. It'll be yeah. fine. I just wanted to get it approved so that whatever happens this week, injuries, whatever, I still get Aaron Jones and I still get that Kyler Aaron Jones for Najee. That's what I really wanted to happen. Yeah. So for for me, from my perspective, so again, just so in, in case people weren't tracking there, I traded or CMC traded Cordell, Cordero Patterson, Carlos Hyde, and Carla Murray to William Falcons for Najee Harris, Derek Carr, and Javante Williams. Then the Falcons turned around and traded Patterson, Devontae Parker, and T. Higgins to Funky Town for Dearness Johnson, Aaron Jones, and Michael Gallup. Um, for me, I was on a four-game losing streak. I had to get a win this week, I felt like. We had talked about that last podcast, how I thought it was um, basically a a make-or-break me for the playoffs. Like, if I won, I still had a shot. If I lost, I I pretty much was going to rule myself out from being able to make the playoffs if I lost last week. So I was like, I got to make a big move. I really like Najee. I thought the improvement from um, that I got from Patterson to Najee, which again, Patterson's been great this year, but I, like you said, I just didn't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust the Atlanta offense necessarily that, that much either. Um, although Patterson seems to be the only guy they throw to. Yeah. He's but great. Anyway, I thought the the value I got in Najee and the depth in getting Javante Williams as a good backup in case because also I didn't really know what where CMC was going to be uh, or where McCaffrey was going to be and Javante has been a good backup you know um, running back fantasy wise and so I thought those two guys were the value I got in them was greater than the value I lost going from Kyler to Derek Carr. Now this week Derek Carr had a really bad week. Um, but he has had pretty good weeks. Um, and you, it's it's ironic because we were going back and forth on you wanted to give me Kirk Cousins instead of Derek Carr. And I still would choose Derek Carr. I think I thought he had a better matchup this week. And then just overall, um, I think Vegas uh, has, or the Raiders have a better, better matchups down the road for quarterbacks. Um, and I just thought Derek Carr was, I just don't want to have to rely on Kirk Cousins. Um <laughs> Don't no love having does. to ride on Derek Carr either, but I thought he was better. So, Nate, I thought it would improve my team. It gave me, obviously, gave me a chance to win. 
Um, and I really like my chances going forward having that core of, of McCaffrey and Najee Harris. Now, if I can flip around and, and get a better quarterback or maybe improve one of my wide receivers, I, I'm I'm working on that and trying to do that. But I don't know if anybody's going to be willing to trade. We've traded, had a lot of trades this season. So um, ultimately, I was a little surprised that Lance went for it. Um, but, I, you know, I'm glad I mean, I'm glad he did because it, w- it wouldn't have happened for me if he wouldn't have. So, well, I think, you know. If if you're a Cordero Patterson believer, Cordero Patterson yeah. might be a better player than Aaron Jones, just objectively. Now, whether you that's if you really believe in Cordero Patterson, but I think their argument is is there because Patterson's been so darn good this season, and you get T Higgins and at the time Devontae Parker, who were both better than your wide receiver two and your flex. Like that's a no brainer to me. Yeah, that's um, true. Especially with um, T. Higgins, I mean, he's been he's the number two guy in in. Uh, wow, I just blanked for the Bengals. Yeah. So, you know, he uh, or at least he's, he seems to have better value than Boyd does. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think he does. And Boyd's been good, you know, but especially but especially when Higgins was out, I think Boyd was good. Now that Higgins is back, I think that Boyd he does lose some value. So. Yeah. Now you getting, I know, like you said, Dearness Johnson is, has no value once the Cleveland backfield uh, gets healthy, in my starting but, lineup this, this weekend. Yeah, maybe. I know. That's what I'm saying. So you got it. Yeah. I mean, he's a nice rental for you for sure. Yeah. Until, until and Saquon's on by and Saquon's on by this week. So Saquon wouldn't have been able to play anyway, but I, I really think based on what I've been reading, he will be ready the week after. So the yeah. week after, I think my lineup's going to be at full strength. I don't know about buys, but um, I think Milan's going to be at full strength, and I really do think Kyler Murray, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Debo, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, and CD Lamb is as strong a lineup as anybody that's is going to throw out there. I really uh, definitely, do. yeah, I definitely agree. Now I just need to that's, stack up some. Points, so. Yeah. Well, speaking about speaking about the bye weeks, the the bye weeks this week we have uh, the Bears on bye. So that's David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields, league winner Justin Fields. And I'm not going to include Allen Robinson on that list because he has been very bad this season. Is he still um, on a team? Is he still yeah. on Run DMC? <laughs> yeah, he is. Which Run I get DMC. it. Get rid Honestly. of him. <laughs> hey, if I were if I were Run DMC, I would get it. I get it because you invested so much in him. You know, it's just so hard to drop a, a guy like that that you spend a high draft pick on. But he's been bad. Um, the Bengals are on by, so Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, uh, Giants, so Danny Dimes, Saquon uh, has been hurt, but Devontae Booker has been good in his place. Kadarius Tony, like you said, bad week this week, but he has a lot of potential. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, and other dealing with injuries as well. It's just a good time for a bye week for the Giants, I think. They definitely, so. yeah. Of any team, they probably need a bye the most. Yeah. And then the Texans. And I, th- I think the only relevant guy on the Texans is Brandon cooks, right? I don't really think there's anybody else. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. So anyway, so those are the bye weeks uh, you know, so we got some players out. Uh, it'll be, you know, we'll see. I, I guess, no, you don't have Jamar. You just like Jamar. So you yeah, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't think you really Jamar. have anybody on there besides Saquon, but he wouldn't have played anyway. So yeah, that's all yeah. I got. Cool. Good deal. You want to move on to some uh, some matchup yeah, why don't, predictions? Yeah, why don't you why don't you do some matchup predictions? Sure, sure. Lassie, and I'll follow your follow your lead. 
Great. Let me pull up my notes here. What are the standings right now? Do you know? So yes, we uh, you know, and and Honeycut just completely blanking here um, on this podcast. I don't know what his deal is. Something about Dis- Disney. Oh and six this week for Honeycut. Um. Yeah. Right. Automatic. Oh and six. So he is. Does that do we do that for him for real? No, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll have to do win percentage though, Honeycut. You're making us do more math <laughs> because you're not so, here. Will is 25 and 23. Oh, Honeycut is 24 and 24. And I had a good week this week. I'm 27. Okay. So I will say real quick too, we well, you didn't have any bold predictions, but we missed no. hard on all our bold predictions. <laughs> Let me just name a couple of them here. So um, Honeycutt said CD Lamb would go for 25 plus. CD Lamb had a terrible week. This he week. did not. He had like four points, I think. Honeycutt also said that his team would score 130 <laughs> over one over 130. He did. LOL. He barely got half of that. <laughs> um I said that Debo, that Nashi, Debo, and Hollywood Brown would outscore Gangsta's entire squad on their own. And yeah, that, that was, was that was not. I don't I think they said, scored. I don't think they outscored uh, James Conner on their own. <laughs> they, if I'm not mistaken, they might, they might not. Uh, they were close. Nashi had 16. I think Debo had 11. So I don't know how much Brown had. It. He would have had. See. Yeah, they probably didn't. They probably didn't even outscore James Conner. Hilarious. Um. While you're looking at that, a couple other ones that I missed on. Jordan Love did not outscore Lamar Jackson, and Jordan Love looked bad. Man, yeah, he looked Packers, terrible. The Packers, the Packers offense need Aaron Rodgers. They got to fix things with Aaron Rodgers. It is bad. <laughs> All right, by the yeah. way, uh, Hollywood Brown. Actually, Hollywood Brown had 21.6. He had a good week. 11.3 for Debo. So, yes, they did outscore James Conner. Okay, good. Um, and then I thought Mahomes would have a breakout game against Green Bay, and he has continued to look bad. So, man, we'll see. So, yeah, so uh, this week we got – we'll start off here with um, with No Keepers League. Let me get my notes up. No Keepers versus Hold My Cooks. I'm going to take No Keepers in this one. I think they have a pretty strong team. His wide receivers are back. He has a good run, a running back combo with Eckler and Carter has been serviceable and, and who knows if Chris Carson's able to come back. That's another good ad. Um, he hung in there with Brandon Ayuk, who seems to have turned things around as the number two guy in San Francisco. Um, Cooks has a solid team too, but he's hurting in the running back two departments. Uh, Chase Edmonds is hurt and he has no, at least at the time of my notes, he had no running back two to plug in. So he'll have to make a move to pick someone up or trade or something. And even with that, I don't think it's going to be enough to get the win. Um, Cooks is safe, though. He's securely in the playoffs, so he doesn't need to do anything too crazy to fill that spot. Uh, bold prediction here. I think Austin Eckler scores over 33 points and passes Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor to become fantasy football's number one running back. Mm, that is bold. Uh, I have keepers here as well. Um this is going to be a really good matchup, I think. But, yeah, to your point, I think that running back two position for Cooks is uh, going to be a tough one to fill. In fact, it's it's literally sitting empty as of now because uh, he's got Miles Sanders and Kareem Hunt on IR and David Johnson on bye. So, yeah, I think this is probably just a throwaway for Cooks. Just, you know, get through this week. Hopefully some of these running backs become healthy. 
I think Kareem Hunt's close, if I'm not mistaken, and just get get through. But yeah, I'm I'm going keepers this week. Yeah. Well, that uh, thunderstorm you talked about um, is is in Tyler now, so it's oh, I got drenched. It's hitting us pretty good. So drenched. Um, so next we have Daddy Kyle. Or sorry, that was weird. Daddy Kyle versus the Big Easy. Um, Dad, I'm going to pick Daddy Kyle here, but this is a really good matchup. Uh, Daddy Kyle has all his stellar wide receivers back in. Jefferson, DJ Moore, who's I know DJ Moore's been hit or miss a little bit, but Jefferson and McLaurin are are good and solid. Um, and his RBs are serviceable with Mitchell and Jacobs. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is back, and Kittle looks to be in his old form. Uh, very formidable team here. Big Easy, uh, even with Derrick Henry gone, looks to have a strong team too. Josh Allen could always go off. Uh, for, <laughs> Devontae Freeman looks to be like his old self. Yeah, he looked almost. good. Um, which huge bummer to me that Latavius Murray didn't work out there. I don't, I don't really understand that, but it is what it is. Um, Pitts, maybe we'll turn around, turn things around. Uh, and Renfro, Hunter Renfro is looking more like a solid flex play than what I've said earlier about him. So, uh, great matchup here, but I think uh, Daddy Kyle has the edge. And I think A Rod, Aaron Rodgers, is going to outscore Josh Allen by 10 plus points. I think he's going to come back super mad about all the COVID stuff. Um, and he's just going to go off. You know who the Bills are playing this week, right? They played the Jets. I, they play hey, the Jets. The Jets' defense has been has been sneaky good. Not good, but sneaky better than people think. Josh Allen is projected twenty seven point one points. Well, there you oh, go. Yes. It's yeah. a it's a bold <laughs> prediction for a reason. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, this one's a very another interesting game. The projected totals are actually only 0.2 difference between the two, which is pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to go with Big Easy here. Um, I just think they are the better team. I think I'm actually I'm actually switching my pick on the fly, but I do think they're the better team. I like Josh Allen versus the Jets. And Josh Allen revenge game because he played so bad this past week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I think he's going to dominate – Kyle Pitts is going to continue to be on pace to break the rookie tight end receiving record. And A.J. Brown is going to have a nice game as well. So I'm going big easy this week. Okay. All right. Changing it on the fly. Nice. Next up, we have run DMC versus Gangsters. Uh, DMC's put together a few good ones in a row here, uh, and he was the highest scoring team last week. Uh, but I think that um, – that sorry, I'm picking gangsters. I I, I maybe misspoke. I don't know. Uh, this week, I think DMC's win streak comes to an end. Uh, this team really has three bright spots in Herbert, Kamara, and Allen. And I don't know if you've heard, but there's some rumors out there that Kamara got banged up, and the Saints have been trying out some other free agent RBs. So, not sure what to think about that. He might end up playing, but besides those three guys, DMC doesn't really have much. He'll need some big games from like JD McKissick, Marvin Jones Jr., Jamison Crowder. Definitely possible because those guys are good football players, but I don't think it's enough. Gangsters is going to take it here. Hurts, Swift, Lenny, Connor, just too much for DMC to overcome. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Gangsters as well. I just think they're the better team. There's only a few spots where I like DMC's players better, and especially with Joe Mixon and Allen Robinson on by. Like, of course, without Allen Robinson, Run DMC doesn't have a chance. So I'm going. Yeah. Gangsters. Yeah. 
All righty, Birdman versus CMC. Um, I'm picking CMC on this one. McCaffrey is back. We've talked about that one. Uh, I made some big moves to get Najee Harris and added good running back depth or flex play with Javante Williams. QB is definitely an issue, and so and my wide receivers could be better as well. Uh, but with McCaffrey back, I'm looking to get the win over a reeling two and seven Birdman team. Yeah, CMC should win this game. Go on, CMC. Great. Uh, Matty Ice and the boys versus Chubby Girlies are swift. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Matty Ice here. Um, Chubby's only lost once, and this is going to be a second loss of the season. He benched Patrick Mahomes for Carson Wentz, which who would have thought I would have said that since <laughs> at any point this season. Nick Chubb is out and has COVID. Jamar Chase is on by. This team doesn't have a lot of firepower this week. Uh, normally, you know, Chubby's obviously a great team, but just this week he, he's really struggling. Matty Ice gets uh, dangerous. Wilson back. DK Metcalf is back. Still don't think Miles Gaskin is the answer at RB2 in the long term, but overall, Matty Ice looks good on paper. Maybe they need to trade one of their top wide receivers for a good running back like Javante Williams on CMC's roster. Um, Matty Ice takes it uh, from Chubby's, and my bold prediction is Mahomes will actually outscore Wentz this week, and it would have been enough to put Chubby over the top if he starts if he would have start started Mahomes. Yeah, this one is a really tough one because, like I've said, I don't pick against Alabama, but they've got so many players out or on by Jamar Chase, Nick Chubb, Robert Tanyan. Hot Rod, et cetera, are all on by. So you've got players like, well, you've got Carson Wentz, Nick Chubb, Melvin Gordon, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Dawson Knox. I'm going Chubbies. Chubb is out, though, or might be out. Might he's, be out. He's probably out. Probably out. Okay. I'm still going Chubbies. You don't pick okay. against Alabama. All righty. We'll see. And I need to make a pick different because I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're pretty much all the same. Uh, we are, we're the same so far, except you picked Big Easy and I picked Danny yeah. Kyle. I need a difference so I can catch you. So I'm going check yeah. the girls. righty. Um, and then the last one, the Willennium Falcons versus Funky Town Fellas. Um, Cordero Patterson has his reven- revenge game here against the Willennium Falcons. Um, <laughs> just, just kidding. I'm picking the Willennium Falcons here. Uh, they made some, you know, the Falcons made some big moves. He definitely, he helped. I think he helped my team CMC get better. Uh, but I don't know if I could say the same about Funky Town Fellas. Maybe he did. Who knows? We'll see by the end of the season. Um, listen, just listen to this starting seven. We've talked about this before, but obviously this is if his whole team was healthy and not on by. Kyler Murray, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, CeeDee Lamb, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, and Debo Samuel. Incredible starting lineup. That might be the championship team right there, if I'm honest. I mean, that that starting seven definitely can carry him all the way to the championship. Um as long as the Packers free Aaron Jones. Funky Town has Dak, who has been good, uh, or typically is a good fantasy quarterback, although he's been running a lot less this year, so that lowers his value. Patterson is probably the best player in Atlanta. Thielen could be good and could crush you for 30 points any give any game, but also could go for like eight. Um, there's definitely worse teams out there than Funky Town, but uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I'm, I actually think the Falcons will have a big, a big booming week this week and get the highest score of the week. Yeah, I'm going Falcons too. I think the trade that we made does not help Funky Town too much this week because T. Higgins is on by. He obviously has Cat- Patterson, but he had to give up Aaron Jones. 
Whereas the trade we made or that I made this week really helped me because I have Kyler Murray and Aaron Jones both starting. Um, and I think Kyler Murray has a huge week this week. And I think that um, Dearness Johnson filling in for those Cleveland running backs is really the difference in this one. If, if he, you know, he wasn't playing or whatever, I think this would be much closer, but because he's playing uh, and because Chubb and uh, Hunt are not, I think this, this is the, the um, Falcons game to win. So nice. And there you have it. Our matchups, <coughs> excuse me, our matchups for week 10. We'll see how it goes. That's uh, that's about all we got. I think we didn't quite hit your 30 minute goal. Will, but we're, we're uh, definitely shorter than we have been in the past. So, well, you know, you got to give the people what they want. And even though it's midnight on Wednesday night, you know, we've, uh, we, we wanted to give you guys the content you deserve. You, you know? can't say we're not committed. You might could say honey. You, you not can't committed. say we are not committed. Just we kidding. Are, yeah. You can't say <laughs> we cuts, are not committed. He's going to be so mad when he listens to this. Well, <laughs> you know, like I said earlier, the best ability is availability. We were willing to step up and do this at midnight. Others not. And we're not throwing anybody under the bus here. We're not throwing anybody under the bus. Yeah. This was fun. We're going to dominate. Good luck to all the fantasy footballers out there. Let's hope a three and six team can get some wins, represent for the three and six teams, and uh, see what happens. Yeah, let's have a great week. Send us some mailbag questions if you made it this far. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all you, especially those of you in our league. Come on, guys. Just just hit a follow. We don't even post that much. And with the algorithms, you probably will never see the posts anyway. But up our followership. Send us some mailbag questions through email, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Appreciate you guys listening thus far. Here it is. That's a wrap for I've got, I've got stock tips for anybody oh. that sends a mailbag question. So you want to make some money, send a mailbag question in. I'll get, stock you, some, tips. I'll get you some stock tips. He's going to tell you to invest in Erythium. I'm not a crypto guy. No crypto, huh? It's Ethereum, Ethereum, actually. Yeah, Erythium. See, look, look what I are know. You, are you a crypto guy? No, I'm not. I'm not a crypto guy. I, I did buy some Tesla, though. That's worked out quite nicely. So nice. I'm full of them. Full of stuff. Well, guys, that is a wrap for episode 10, our shortest episode to date. Congratulations, Will. Congratulations, myself. Honeycut. Get well soon. My lights just flickered. So that is the sign that we are out. Y'all keep it real. Keep it frosty. What does uh, Honeycutt say? Keep it chilly. Keep it chilly, my friends. All right, dudes. Later. Ow. Will doesn't listen to Fantasy Focus podcasts. I don't.